0: it's
1: the my michelle live podcast my my, my my michelle live
0: hey thank you for joining us happy thanksgiving weekend i'm michelle
1: mendoza And uh, sitting right next to me there, if you are watching, is Adam Uh, We are taking on the news of the week, and we call it a week in review. And, well, because Adam's here, it's the Riz Report. Let's
0: review. What?
1: That's right. The Riz Report.
0: Boom. Riz Report. Thanksgiving edition. <laughs> Thanksgiving
1: edition. Looking at some of the news that happened this week, um, reporting some of the things that are underreported or outright now. Gosh, it used to be underreported. It used to be twisted just a little bit. And now I'm literally seeing things that are outright lies. And there is absolutely no excuse for a reporter to report things that are not true other than propaganda and the manipulation of you so if you like being manipulated you like being a, a little uh, a little patsy there where you're told what to think this is not the show for you we'll just give you that warning right now if you want to be told what to think and it's comforting to know that someone is telling you what you want to hear or what a certain agenda wants to betray. I don't care if you're left-wing, right-wing, or you have no wings, we- this is not for you. I want to look at what's really going on out there and hear the whole truth. Uh, we'll even get uh, comments like, well, do you report both sides? Oftentimes we do. But sweetheart, we are the other side sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Adam, happy th-
0: Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, indeed, indeed. Michelle, you're you're touching on such a good point that both sides of the stories are not reported, and it was actually very. Um, I think it, it was actually it was nice to see this come out of CNN's new owner, uh, a guy named John Malone, billionaire. He told CNBC he was like, "Listen, CNN has no actual journalists, and that's a problem that they, that they want to change in the future." CNN has no actual journalists yet they really you know try to report on most of the watching, news that's really
1: let's just let's just give our audience what does that mean that there's no actual journalists because someone's yeah. listening going uh Adam, I watch mean, all the time. What do you Isn't mean? Don
0: Lemon a journalist? Question. <laughs> what about, once upon well, a time, I think Anderson Cooper was a journalist.
1: Well, yeah, and, and what you're saying is that what, what journalists are, are people who look into the news, they research what they're going to be talking about, they report on not only what's happening, but they give alternative ideas as well because stories are ever changing and evolving. So if there's another side of the story, it is reported. That's what journalism is. What you see on outlets now are pretty people who get they're like the Millie Vanillies of uh, if you remember back <laughs> in the day, uh these pretty guys who sang someone else's music. They yep. They they didn't write anything of of their own. They appropriated other people's songs. And that's what you see on the news. Now you see people who are told what to say and they speak what's on the script. So essentially they're
0: actors. Yep. That's kind of like me at church though, or when like any kind of singing takes place, like I try not to sing because I know I'm bad, just like Millie Vanilli, <laughs> like they know their talents. So I just try to like, li- like, kind of like mouth the words, you know, and not have everybody hear my terrible voice, which I will admit, uh, I'm a little bit raspy today because karaoke did happen at my mom's house last night, <laughs> and I sang Coolio "Gangsta's Paradise." Like I was actually Coolio, but I'm telling you, man, like it's actually a it's physically exerting to sing a song like in in its entirety. So I got a lot of respect this morning for the actual singers out there, uh, unlike Millie Vanilli. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I love it. This, <laughs> uh, this
1: Thanksgiving, I'm just going to share a, a couple of pictures because it is there's some beauty. And there's something extraordinary about getting out into nature. Um, I really think that God speaks to us in two ways, through his word and through his creation. And so when we're just stuffed into cities and concrete jungles, we don't have a connection with the beauty of nature. So I went on this spectacular hike in eastern Washington state. It was just just so beautiful on this beautiful, crisp day. That was a part of my Thanksgiving weekend. And I know that you uh, were with family and pugs. Yes,
0: you will. So, <laughs> so at one point, we were kind of preparing our meal and just having some good family time and on the TV, after the parade, uh, the national dog show started up. And I know that whenever my dog, so one, one year my pug got really emotional watching the dog show on TV, and she actually broke her dew claw because she was standing up on her back legs barking at the TV and just kind of flipping out, you know, and she was really upset that she wasn't in the show. And so this year was actually really funny because in the show itself, there was this gorgeous Dalmatian. I mean, like a a perfect, perfect, beautiful Dalmatian that basically was gliding from where it was like point A to point B, which was kind of this like little judging block where the judge was going to evaluate the dog. And this Dalmatian just like beautifully glides like to the to the judge. And then after the Dalmatian, it's time for the bulldog to be judged. And the bulldog's not walking to the judge. The uh, The owner handler of the bulldog is carrying a sleeping bulldog to the judge sets the this, this sleeping bulldog down on the judging block where the, the bulldog then kind of halfway wakes up but it's, his eyes are still closed. And it was so funny because the joke that my wife and I were, were having before the show started was the fact that the pugs are probably not going to be in the competition because they probably had some sort of meltdown backstage <laughs> whether it was food related or toy related and, and or, or they were just sleepy like the bulldog. And go figure the bulldog ended up winning uh, his his class. But the funny thing about those those wrinkly kind of short uh, nosed dogs is that they are all just kind of similar and goofy and relatable and um, they look like like furry little bowling balls that you just want to like hug. Um, and so to see the bulldog just kind of being carried to the judge's stand was hilarious. And the entire time this was going on, uh, my my second older pug, Gemma, is just watching the TV whining. Um, because she feels like she should be in the competition herself. So, you know, that's just kind of like another, another day in the life of being a pug parent. Uh, we have three pugs, you know, and we find ourselves commonly saying like, when is the right time to get a fourth pug? Uh, oh my three gosh. Pugs to <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I, I just think that's adorable. I- but I'm wondering how when is it that they're going to cancel dog shows? Because I mean, isn't that kind of dog racism that these are the only, <laughs> you know? I mean, what about the mutts out there? Do, do they, and what yeah. about the pugs? Come on. Right. If you're going to be pugs, in the right? cancel culture, you know, just be consistent. Right.
0: You know, yeah, if you have to glide to the judge every time, but you'd rather just take a nap like the Bulldog, then yeah, maybe we should cancel dog shows. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah. it was a good time. We, uh, in my family, we always kind of do like a two Thanksgiving thing. Uh, on Thursday, my my mom and stepdad, they go to the Cowboys game every year. So they do kind of a big tailgate uh, outside, uh, I call it Jerry World, where the Cowboys play AT&T Stadium. And so we'll do Thanksgiving with my dad. And my wife and i have been kind of remodeling our house for the last three years so this is our first year to do it at our house which is pretty cool Um, but then of course following the thursday on the friday we do it with my mom and stepdad and we just have way too much fun just kind of telling stories and singing terrible karaoke and you know just enjoying family time and i think family time right now in our country is something that honestly is is lacking for a lot of people uh the fact that we've had to be so virtual and so So Zoom style, you know, for the last couple of years, um, it's really sad when you think about some of those, you know, the grandparents, right? The older generations in America that often feel lonely, um, that miss that connection and that miss that family time. Uh, So I think it's really important that as we approach this holiday season, we just kind of, you know, just think about what's important and, and spend that time with those that we love the most
1: very important because there were a lot of people who weren't spending their Thanksgiving with family. They were doing what's now being called smash and grab. Now, oh my gosh, in, yeah. interestingly enough, uh, and this is, this is huge. I'll, I'll be showing some pictures on this, but it looting, it used to be called, <laughs> but looting is now a racist term. So in order to, appease the people who say, well, are you reporting both sides? Let me give you the politically correct reporting. There is an investigation underway in areas like uh, Walnut Creek, California, some mm-hmm. of the Bay Area and other areas of California and the United States. After a massive, uh, what we're calling a peaceful gathering of holiday shoppers, appropriated uh, Nordstrom's, um, a Nordstrom's, and uh, Walgreens cannabis stores. They acquired goods from the 1% retailers to distribute for holiday holiday equity. Uh, we're calling it <laughs> smash and grab because looting is racist. Are you kidding me?
0: In the name of holiday equity, finally, Michelle, now we know where to find our discounts and our deals. <laughs> we can buy this stuff online now for cheap, you know? Because I'm telling you, like right now in the market, uh, the, the people looking for Black Friday deals, not a whole lot of those right now because of the supply chain issue and the inflation problems. So I don't know, Michelle, like in the name of holiday equity, should we be thankful or enraged uh, that right? these holiday let's, looters let's or rioters you, are fighting deals for us? Five-finger discounts, right?
1: Right. Thank you. Thank you. You said this from uh, uh, Fox Business.
0: That's right. That's right. We Let's have see. another pair um, of the Oasis of course, we're not going to see that. We're going to see the commercial. Truly some of my Thank you. They're trying movies. to make their money.
1: stop talking talk about. Let someone talk about. Let someone talk i Let talk about. Uh, we're we're being i don't know i want to say it's lied to Uh, we want to call it something that it isn't we want to downplay it much like we downplayed the taking over a police precinct in seattle uh, for an autonomous zone Uh, the mayor in seattle called it a summer of love even though there was rape there were murders uh, and it was outright seditious but that's not sedition there uh, i want to go ahead and play this because uh, now she's finished talking about and, how her pain well she are.
0: had me sold it stretchy yeah when it comes <laughs> to jeans give me some stretchy jeans i'm sold calling <laughs> the latest spree of smash and grab robberies looting suggesting it's being yeah. used as a racist term i mean i think that's racist <laughs> right? Uh yeah, this looting and and we're going to call it that because it's looting. It's having a real impact. Actually, you see best bear right? We're on a business network. Their shares are down nearly 20% since the chain said because of organized theft, particularly in San Francisco, its CEO is now warning that workers are quitting and says, quote, this is a real issue that hurts and scares real people. It's chaos in the city by the bay. Residents are leaving there in droves. Who's in charge there, by the way? Oh, that's right. Nancy Pelosi, Gavin Newsom. I don't Hear them talking about this very much when this is obviously a huge, huge issue playing out on our screens on the news every night, at least. Yeah,
1: at least right. on some news stations. Uh, this is, uh, it's happening all over the nation uh but it particularly hit hard in the bay area where you were looking at uh, walgreens uh you know, people stealing medications you were looking at and, and that's not actually being reported that much
0: either uh right because you know where it's not happening michelle though Good it's not about happening that. in texas not well, happening in Texas. Well, it's that's not, it's because y'all are crazy
1: and armed down there, you cases.
0: <laughs> Like you're not taking that, buddy. Give me your money first. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> you'll go it's, all written house le- on them. Come on, <laughs> that's right, that's right. But I mean, the thing is, is it is happening in these cities that are run by not Democrats, by far left elitist socialists. Really, it's these and people that are so think out of about
1: touch. That I, you know, I, I I grew up in the left left-leaning. Are you kidding? We were left-wing radical extremists in my household, right? I grew up in that. I I have a respect for the, the, there's a heart for some who are on the left of caring for people, of seeing equality, but that's morphed into equity. And the difference between the two is equality means we all have the same opportunities. Equity means we want the same outcome. So you can sit home, petting your pugs and do nothing and still receive the same benefits as me, who, and I'm feeling resentful, actually. I work my butt off, (laughs) Yeah, I work 15, 16 hour (laughs) days, but I have the same outcome. So that's what equity is, and that's the uh, disparity that equity causes. When we see, when we look at how this is being reported, the issues of uh, Walgreens and Rite Aids and pharmacies being looted aren't being talked about because that leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. It it makes you know they're they're there for one reason only because they want drugs. Uh, But when we see something like Nordstrom or a family-owned jewelry store, well, you know they're the one percent. That's okay; they can afford it they can, they can, they can afford that.
0: It's crazy. It's not going
1: to hurt them any.
0: It's crazy too, because now you're seeing a lot of these, uh, a lot of these city leaders are starting to backtrack on their defund rhetoric. And they're actually starting to try and secretly get more money back into the police departments to get the police equipped and resourced to do what they are good at doing. Oops. Um, (laughs) And and here we are. uh, Just yesterday, I was watching uh, a guy who I've, who I've followed for a while, his name is T.W. Shannon. He used to be Speaker of the House in Oklahoma, and uh, he's a, s- a small business owner, runs a bank in Oklahoma as well, <clears throat> and he was one of the guys, he was the chairman for Black Voices for Trump, and he was debating with, a, 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 a I guess you would say a pundit, about uh, these these spikes in, in crime, and there are literally commentators trying to say that it's COVID-related, when in fact, it's, it's a direct correlation to the defund movement, and the really kind of the neutering of police departments from doing their, uh, their, their jobs uh, uh, effectively. It's because
1: of the unvaccinated. Come on, be honest. Right.
0: <laughs> it's because of the unvax. That's exactly why this is going on. You know, you, you think about, you know, what, what, um, you know, bad organizations have to do to survive. You know, what, what do, what do what do, what do the cartels do to, to get money? What does Antifa do to get money when, when, uh, when VP Harris isn't giving them a bailout fund, they have to go to the black market and do things that are illegal to get money to fund their operations. And here we see organized crime mm. taking over our retailers and then selling the stuff in the black market for, for cheap, you know? And and so that's the reality of what's going on here. Um, you'll find that in the cities that start to make substantive change towards really focusing on protecting their communities. I mean, if you ask most black communities in our in, in our big cities, you ask them what they need. They need more police. They need safety. They need security. They don't. They, they shouldn't have to worry about their kids going outside and being victimized. They shouldn't have to worry about their senior citizens going outside and being and being victimized. But that's exactly what's going on here. And the far left is really trying to ignore it because it's not a good look, especially as we come near the midterms.
1: Oh, especially uh, it wasn't just happening in California, as I mentioned. There's a, a- gang of 30 people that robbed a Best Buy in Minnesota, it's happening and they expect that it's going to be increasing this smash and grab. Please do not use the term looting. It is no longer so racist. correct because it's <laughs> racist. Because the only people who really loot are those people of color, right? So we don't want to say that. I mean, come on. How, how racist is that?
0: Think well, I know on it. video I've seen a lot of white looters. I've seen, I mean, I've seen looters everywhere. No, in every you race, have right? not. Because that's <laughs> the, it, it just doesn't I mean, happen.
1: How, how, if you want to be white supremacist, why don't you go ahead and say that that looting is racist? Saying looting, that word looting is racist because it has racist connotations. How white supremacist is that? I mean, you know, check your privi- privilege. Check ladies. your privilege. <laughs> Come on, right. and then but Seth you know, Rogan. Do you hear about this?
0: Seth, oh my Seth gosh,
1: Rogan. This is a
0: canceled so typical,
1: huh? boom. Cancelled well, because uh, of his privilege. Because of his response, he lives in L.A. He's lived there for more than twenty years. And someone was tweeting about, man, my car was broken into. He's yes. Like, yeah. Okay. You know what? It's called living in a big city, sweetie. Suck it up. I've been broken into like 15 times. He called living in a big city, you know, that that's what happens. Um, So it's ridiculous. Lambasted him, Adam, because they, they said, "Well, you're privileged, and your privileged comments. You, you know, you're worth eighty million dollars, and you don't have to worry about money." What are they really saying? That well, it, if you make for- money after a certain point, and I want to know what yeah. that point is. If you make money after a certain amount of money, it's okay to be looted. It's oh, I'm sorry, smash and grab.
0: <laughs>
1: it's okay to have your car broken into. I'm confused.
0: The ridiculous thing about this is it shows you how out of touch these people are. Because you, you think about a single parent who's working hard to obviously pay the bills and give their child a, a better life for themselves. But then that same single parent goes and buys gifts for their child before their shift, uh, puts them in their car, and then all of a sudden they finish the, you know a long shift and go back to their car to see a smashed window. And the gifts that they spent really hard-earned money on, money that's scarce for them, are gone. And here's here's literally Seth Rogen saying, deal with it, dude. You're living in a big city, bro. No, man. Like, that's messed up. You have a hardworking person who's trying to do true. something nice it's for their true. kid. And, and that, it's true. And listen to this. It's hard to replace that, you know?
1: But this is what's funny is he got lambasted on both sides. On one yeah. side, it's like, Yeah. Well, he's right. You live in the big city. That's kind of the way it is. And so there is some truth to that, Adam. I'm not going to lie. There is some, you you expect it because they're defunding the police. You expect it because crime is like in my city, if you are homeless or if you're on drugs, they, and you get arrested for theft or for assault. It's not a crime it's a crime because poverty isn't a crime because you're poor because so it's okay so yeah in one instance he's right and so in some instance if you have enough money it's perfect you know shame on you for complaining on the other side we have we have uh an expectation of you should just suck it up because people are poor and you know, they break into cars and that's the way it should be. And you know, you shouldn't be defending your city. You shouldn't be defending your communities. Kyle Rittenhouse had no business being there. And that kind of leads me to another issue in, in the press, uh, where I had mentioned at the beginning of the show, there's outright lies. Right. And I I heard, even during uh, some of our Thanksgiving wanderings, uh, people making statements about the Rittenhouse issue as if it were fact, that he had no business being there, he crossed state lines, he didn't live there, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And yet these things were obvious and they came out strongly in the trial that, yeah, he, his, he did live at part time. He's a kid. He left lived with his dad. He lived with his mom. His mom was 15 minutes away from, from the incident. His dad lived in the city. He worked there uh, by the way he didn't cross state lines. He wasn't driven, even driven there went from, he drove across, he did uh, a cross state lines to, he was driven there to he was already there people he lived there uh, right. and he went there to help people that he knew and some that he didn't to say hey please don't break into these these uh establishments. This is my friend's business
0: please don't break into this establishment please don't destroy their inventory this is how they make a living i'm just here to, to help my friend protect their business and livelihood you know this is a 17 year old kid that the the, the then the candidate for president of the United States is calling this 17-year-old kid who protected himself against three adult men with, with felony backgrounds, calling him a white supremacist. Then you have the media, you know, Joy Ann Reed at MSNBC and Joe Scarborough, uh, The View, uh, Joy Bayer. I mean, all of these people calling this kid this uh, a white supremacist. It's, it's the most ridiculous, disgusting garbage and you know what? I mean, he's going to be more wealthy than Nick Sandman after all the civil suits close because.
1: Hey,
0: but I'm always <laughs> up for a dance party. <laughs> My wife and I, by the way, like any given moment, we're doing housework. And then all of a sudden, like a random commercial comes on TV or a random song comes on the radio. And we just start having like a little, like, you know, two minute dance party, and then we get back to what we were doing. That's, That's right. The day the life. That's right. <laughs> but you know, this Rittenhouse kid, man, I mean, he's 18 now. This is a kid now that has PTSD. He has trouble sleeping. Um, you know, the, the his attorney was asked, you know, what does he want to do when he grows up? I mean, this is a guy that wants to be a nurse, right? Like he had already been serving uh, as a volunteer with uh, kind of like the junior cadet squad at the, the local fire department. Um, this is a kid that really, has a history of giving back to his community. He doesn't let's have just to do any talk that stuff. about this
1: for a minute. How racist our society has actually become because if this young man was black and the same scenario, he went there to protect his community. He wants to be a nurse. Oh, that's so commendable. Right. He was there to provide first aid. I mentioned that, uh, during Thanksgiving and I was met with, no, he's not. No, he wasn't. Like he had first aid strapped to his thigh. He was carrying right. a first a a big first aid kit that he had in his car. He was given a a flap jacket. A uh, uh, that's uh, right by the police, and <clears throat> gave it to someone else because he thought I'm not going to need this. I'm just here to provide help and right. first aid to whomever. It and is. he's on
0: video, you can audibly hear him saying, Medical, medical, does somebody need help? Like he's offering people, black and white, people that are there on both sides of the fence, medical aid if they need it. The guy, and the first guy that he of our shot reporting.
1: Who- uh, an intelligent person that I was talking to during Thanksgiving said, no, he wasn't there for first aid. That's ridiculous. Rid- That's a misnomer. No, that was the truth. We see video of it. We saw it come out in, in the trial. Uh, this is where Well, he even <laughs> tried to
0: offer first aid, by the way, to the first guy he shot. After he shot the guy, he ran towards him after the threat was neutralized and actually tried to to offer assistance before he was literally attacked by the mob.
1: <clears throat> And there you go. Uh, I have uh, another friend on Facebook who posted because she heard this from her niece, who's a second year law student. She posted it so she knows it has to be true that Kyle, these people he shot were outright victims and they had no criminal records. They were good, upstanding citizens like.
0: Anthony Hubert was on video saying the N word at Kenosha. He's a he is a really bad person. That's dead now. But sex offender, uh, child molester, obvious racist. Oh, that's I'm the sorry. First guy wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 This this has to lead to another story this week. You are no longer. Let's get back to canceled. You're no longer allowed to use the term sex offender. In fact, the sex <laughs> offender management board of Colorado recently voted ten to six to
0: change.
1: It's so Seattle
0: of you, Michelle, (laughs) so Seattle,
1: (laughs) yeah, they voted to change their sex offender terminology to something more palatable and accommodating to pedophiles in in particular, because it, it puts such a bad taste in people's mouth. And so now adults who they are no longer sex offenders, they are adults who commit sexual offenses. What the frickin' heck is the difference? <laughs> they want to eliminate the phrase sexually violent predators and uh you replace words like felon and convict and defendant with a more politically correct phrase, justice involved people.
0: I heard there was a professor that challenged. was challenged. Well, there was a professor that was trying to get people to stop using the word sex offender and or pedophile and say minor attracted person. No. Yeah. <laughs> What? Like, that is so messed up. Like, why can't we just say what it is? Right? It's a freaking pedophile. It's a sick individual.
1: And it should be made to sound as egregious as possible. Have we not done that with a lot of things? We've taken, uh, we've taken, uh, the, the idea of killing your own offspring, killing your own children, sucking their once living, but now lifeless bodies and throwing them into the trash, but we call it abortion. We're just aborting Mm -hmm. a process. And and it's a little bit more palatable that way. I'm sorry, you can make sin as palatable as you want to, but sin is still sin and there are still wages of sin. And the wages that you get paid for sin, the consequences of sin is exactly what we're living with today and it sucks.
0: It's as crazy as calling people like Winsome Sears and Larry Elder uh, white supremacists. Like it's just, it's so stupid and so illogical. We're gonna call a black thought leader a, a a black person who has center or center right values a white supremacist. <laughs> like, it's it's the most dumb stuff I've ever heard of. Why can't like that? Literally would be like calling Martin Luther King a white supremacist because you know because he he dared I mean, to, to stand in the, the right
1: opposite. You are championing white supremacy. You're championing white supremacy if you call someone who thinks for themselves, who is a person of color, a white supremacist. If you name call them, call them an uncle Tom and demonize them. What you're saying is, Hey, blackie, you need to think like you're supposed to think, get back onto the plantation, do what you're supposed to do. Think the way you're supposed to think you're the problem.
0: Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's like, that's like the thing is like, if if anybody says something that defies the left's message the far left's message they just label you racist because that's such a scary word without even really giving it to you appropriately i mean it's just it's it's crazy how they weaponize things with the opposite of truth you know um because when you walk in the light when you walk in the truth and you you really call stuff out for what it is man like r- there's really good things going on right like why can't we celebrate winsome sears for for being the first lieutenant governor um of virginia who immigrated from jamaica as a first generation american this this strong black woman why can't we celebrate her for for everything that she has done as an individual instead of go go this ugly path of just calling her a white supremacist because she happens to be strong successful uh, someone who believes in, in, in individual rights, someone who fights for uh minority rights majority rule like the the ideals that make our country great um man why can't we just call her what she is a patriot
1: thank you I, and why can't we report things accurately as you said there are no journalists anymore they are nothing but pretty faces reading a script they're actors um we're seeing that so much so with things like covid uh this was interesting where uh jeda was on the view and she was talking about not being vaccinated and boy did they come Unviewed, unglued. <laughs> un-view. uh, oh, take, the view. A that's a hard days. one. <laughs> the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID and does not prevent you from transmitting COVID. Oh, my COVID. goodness. That's, oh, and no, we have that's seen that. not so. Come on. Yeah. So the ladies of the view weren't feeling that at all. And let it be known. <laughs> that is why masks were reinstated for people who were vaccinated because they said, and they admitted, they came out and said, this for this delta variant transmission I is going die. to be a thing for vaccinated and you unvaccinated know what, people i'm not opposed to the vaccine you know what, but i Jed? am opposed to the mandate of of people have died that's from right. covid including right. manny's in-laws and i just we've been friends a long time but i just uh, manny's parents i just don't understand why you would choose to prioritize your personal freedom over health and safety of others but before the, yeah and that's the the, the crazy they're thing not yeah and let's just be real about this this is a crazy thing about it Uh, i've seen reporters that were talking to people about vaccination and they said yeah i'm not getting vaccinated you you get vaccinated you still can get and spread it that is not true that is categorically not true and yet it is true but that's what's being reported and i don't know why you prioritize your personal rights over the safety of others that irresponsible reporting is causing people to get sick and die with COVID. Why? Because we do know that pe- I, we know that people who have gotten vaccinated can get COVID. How Colin do we Powell, know that? I don't know. Watch sports and see who's on the COVID list.
0: I mean, how does <laughs> cough, that Bob happen? Well, Colin Powell, right? I mean, he was fully vaccinated. And gosh, you know, we we lost Colin Powell, unfortunately, to complications related to COVID. He He was vaccinated. I mean, it, the, the the idea that if you ignore to get the vaccine, that you are also ignoring the public health of others is just ridiculous. Like uh, it was interesting to hear uh, Jed saying what she was saying because it's like the thing that I think a lot of us are feeling. Um, we there, Michelle, like in Chicago, right? You've had uh, more child deaths related to homicide than covid but but nobody's trying to solve the homicide problem in chicago uh the flu statistically is more dangerous to children than covid Mm -hmm. no one's freaking out demanding masks for the flu season i mean the things that we're hearing from there, our, our, I love I the idea our puppets of, uh, in the media is insane. keeping
1: kids from spreading crap. Because if you work in an office and you have people with kids, I avoid <laughs> them like the plague little Petri dishes, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's It'll like, all right, kid, kids. go roll around in the dirt, get sick early, build up those, those immunities kiddo. <laughs> Here's something else little- I
1: want to share with you. Uh, COVID 19 vaccines. Uh, this is reported in the wall street journal. I'll put it up on the screen. Uh, COVID 19 vaccines um, or infections which carries the stronger immunity well they say that evidence is growing that infections provide as much protections as vaccines Um, and what many reports are showing is that it provides better and longer Uh, but even the most uh, the most vaccine-minded outlets are now saying well yeah that it, it gives some protection and and it, okay it may give as good a protection but you should but if you get vaccine vaccinated you'll have even better uh, but what a lot of studies are showing is that with a natural immunity you have a strong as strong as a vaccine yes in some instances Uh, when you're talking about a variant, but follow me on this. When you have natural immunity, it is different than a vaccine immunity, a vaccine. Is variance, but specific. It attacks one certain thing that we know exists, and it can have efficacy. And I'm not even talking about the adverse effects, the right. problems that women are having with menstruation, the uh, miscarries, carriages that happen, the impotence in young men, uh, the uh, clotting, myocardosis. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about does it protect us against? COVID. In, in instances, it's showing, yeah, it does. However, with new variants, no. And when you have natural immunity, yes. When we have natural immunity, can you catch it again? Well, some are saying maybe not, but if you do, you're going to get it a lot less. Well, isn't that what the vaccine's doing? And yet there is one other story that I want to share with you here. Uh, While
0: you're sharing that, it's kind of like the difference of having like, I think about, dick van dyke and mary poppins when he's got like the the bodysuit of different instruments you know he's got like the symbols and the drums and the harmonica and the guitar and he's singing and he can do all these different things Uh versus like a person that can only play the harmonica right like the vaccine is the person that can only play the harmonica natural immunity is dick van dyke and mary poppins who can play multiple instruments to make multiple different types of music um and, and so he's more effective he's more able to actually perform a song
1: that's uh, that's a great a, a great visual that really
0: puts it into perspective uh, there's
1: a new botswana covid variant and they say it's gonna evade vaccines now some are calling this is this the a-
0: omicron one michelle is it what they're calling it, like they're calling it like omicron i think omicron
1: yeah, and, next? but yet they're also calling it a scariant because they're saying, we'll <laughs> see this is because people aren't vaccinated and now we're going to need more vaccinations. This is even scarier. Uh, it, it just never ends.
0: Fauci is so excited right now. He's like, yes, this is exactly what I was looking for for Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the new variant. I could talk about it. <laughs> As we see Austria going into lockdown, Australia in lockdown, New Zealand in lockdown. Um, Sweden, right? Sweden is a country that never locked down, and they're doing really well in Sweden. Uh, the The idea of using this, this scariant to make people do what they shouldn't do, right, which is just stop living life and stop going out and, and just being you and doing what you do um this is i guess scary it's a great word for it you know they're just going to use it as a tool it's a virus it's going to mutate right it's going to mutate constantly uh, just like the flu you
1: have uh, when you have a good vaccine um it prevents you from getting the disease when you're talking about this kind of the covid um is the kind of virus that with a respiratory virus spread through the air you this is why we don't have a vaccine for the common cold because of the variants. because uh, you breathe it out animals breathe it in they can spread you have mm-hmm. this this thing that just won't go away that's why covid will not go away but what you can do is build up an immunity have a strong and robust bust immune system so that when you catch it, eh, it's just a little, eh, and maybe just a a day home as we sometimes get with a common cold, but then your immune system is even stronger because it fought that battle. It's like going to the gym and man, it doesn't feel good. And I feel pretty weak afterwards. My muscles are sore, but, but you have built strength and endurance. We are not talking about that. We're not talking about vitamin D. We're not talking about cutting out sugar which absolutely rapes your immune system we're not talking about taking zinc and uh, other other things that build you up we're not talking about essential oils uh, like uh, like oregano that is great for your respiratory system we're not talking about it what we're talking about is a vaccine that we know doesn't work but people like uh the view ladies who have no view (laughs) are, are perpetuating this. Well, you just don't care about other people and you know, you're, you're selfish and really, Really? And how selfish are you by not reporting the truth so that we can know that someone who got vaccinated and thinks that, that they are protected and they're protecting others have been walking around spreading it like a little three-year-old with a snot (laughs) nose, you know, hand touching everything.
0: (laughs) It's ridiculous to think also that the 40% of unvaccinated TSA workers and all those first responders who were literally out there doing the the Lord's work, really, like serving our communities when nobody really knew what COVID was, to think that these people don't already have natural immunities in most cases. I mean, to, to think that we should force them to go and get vaccinated is, is ridiculous. If they choose to, that's their choice. But for us to sit here and not even ask the question of, well, maybe they already have natural immunities, therefore, maybe it doesn't freaking matter whether or not they've been jabbed. Um, to, to sit here and, and now see firehouses that are not filling up, to see police stations that can't fill the ranks of, of their shifts because their employers are saying, you can't come to work unless you're vaccinated. is It's really a spit in the face to them who, when they didn't really know what COVID was, they were brave and they were doing what they had to do to take care of all of us. Yeah. We, we, we can't even give them the respect of saying, hey, what? You know what, guys? Maybe you're already good. Maybe you already have natural immunities. and And if you don't, maybe your body is physically fit and capable of fighting this thing by itself who are we to say you must put this in your body even if a side effect could be death or it could be xyz scary thing here you know it's just it's just not our place it's not our right
1: and to be so venomous about it. As you see on the view, that just made me nauseous—absolutely nauseous. Well, my husband's family died, and it's people like you who killed them. That's you ridiculous. Ignorant and you're mean, just outright yeah. mean. Uh, these are some of the lies that are perpetuated by the actors behind the microphones of our news services, the non-journalists. Um, another thing that I wanted to get to in our final minutes together is um, the the southern border where is it really an issue what's really going on we let's just ignore what's what's going on there uh, but yet there is a new remain in Mexico policy
0: there is it's actually the same uh, the same policy that the Trump administration was using the only difference is that in this policy. Now, when we send people back, we're offering them the jab. <laughs> so so that's literally the only difference. So, you know, on day one of taking the presidency, of taking the White House, uh, we saw the unraveling of our border security. We saw the unraveling of our energy independence. And we, we, we've seen as a result, also the attack on first responders, the attack on logic, the attack on freedom of speech. Um, we, we've seen so many things unravel so quickly. You know, it's November now. It's not even been a full year that this White House has been in control. Um, and, and now, as a result of all of the damage they've created, they're literally going back to the same policies that the Trump administration used effectively. So it's almost like, but they're doing so without trying to be vocal about it. They're not trying to like let anybody know what they're doing. Um,
1: but see, a journalist the, would report on that. A journalist well, of would,
0: would, would talk
1: about that because a journalist is there to report the news, and we want to know what's going to work best. I don't care if it is extremely left-wing, it's extremely right-wing, it's, it's ridiculous in nature. If, we, if someone's trying something and it is actually working, we should know about it, and we should yeah. know the truth.
0: Without question, when when you see the border in excess of a couple hundred thousand crossings per month, month over month over month, um, literally people coming here wearing Biden shirts, basically Biden invited me over here. I mean, it, it's insane um, to think that this isn't going to have a long term effect on the health of our country, including our kids, is ridiculous. Uh, it's not just it's not just people crossing the border; it's it's victims of of human trafficking and sex abuse crossing the border. And that's what gets it's me the worst. People who have it, yeah, and it's people it, who have yeah, already been kicked out of here who are felons so... and sex sex predators and fentanyl and drugs. I mean, the the overdose. Okay, I Michelle, care about the overdoses. Right I now.
1: do. I care about that, but I don't know. My passion is really the little kids, the oh God, women, yes. the the teenagers who cross over thinking they're coming to a better life, and they're sold as sex slaves for the rest oh. of their lives. And what? irritates me is this, well, no, no human is illegal and we need to open our borders and And those, I'm sorry, I don't care how wonderful a person you are, you are a contributor to human trafficking and human suffrage on a horrific level to think of a three or four year old little boy or girl who's being sexually abused again and again and again, because you don't care enough to make sure that there are uh, protections in place so that people come into the country legally. I'm sorry. wonder we're ignoring it we we can't stand the guilt
0: well and that's all assuming that they even make it to the border it's a very long trip from central america and even the other side of the world in some cases it's a very long journey it's a very treacherous journey there's a lot of very hostile people in between so you know there's only a yeah a lot of kids are getting to the border but there are so many that are not that are literally perishing before they even get to turn themselves into our border patrol uh it's an absolute tragedy these kids are truly innocent kids who are just kind of victims of what the adults around them are are having them experience um and, and i think that's the terrible thing we're enabling that sort of behavior we are not sending any indicators to the coyotes to the to the organized crime that is really profiting from this we're not sending any indicators to them saying hey that's not okay. It's not going to work anymore, guys.
1: Well, if we really can't even stop looting in a city in America, you really think we're going to be able to stop that kind of organization of crime? We, It's just not going to happen. Finally, I did want to get to one more issue, um, and that's the Aubrey murder trial. Uh, yes. It is closed, and so that's, that's big news this week, Adam.
0: It is big news this week. You know, and it's interesting, too, though, because... You know, I think it should have been bigger news than the Rittenhouse trial, but the Rittenhouse trial got so much more media exposure than the Arbery trial. Um, They they were very different cases, right? You had the, the Rittenhouse trial that was very heavily covered by independent iPhone videos, basically. Um, A lot of footage detailing what took place there on almost a a permanent basis from multiple angles. It was really easy to see that Kyle Rittenhouse defended his life, and his life was in peril multiple times against at least three adult men who were felons, um, this kid. But then the Arbery case, uh, you have have three defendants here. You have a father-son, the son's 35, uh, and then you have an observer who was also, I think, the third defendant who was found guilty. But... This is a case that obviously had a racial element to it. And it, it was obvious because you heard some of the racially charged statements come out of the, the defense. And and by the way, it sounds like they had terrible attorneys. But, you know, I know at one point early in the trial, they were saying something to the effect of, and this is like, this is just so offensive, but hey, can we get the black pastors removed from the courtroom? Um, like, that, that is so offensive. Heck? Like, it, it's it's... You know, and and, I, and they were obviously speaking to, you know, like, I think in at one point maybe it was Al Sharpton or, or or Benjamin Crump, but they were kind of speaking to the the more the influencers, right, that that are often seen in a lot of these these racially charged incidents. Um, the defense was obviously in the wrong they killed an innocent man who or an innocent young man who was jogging he he looked through a property that was being constructed and you know what when I was younger when I was a kid and I saw a, a house being built out of curiosity I would just kind of walk through the construction site and kind of think about what, what it was gonna look like and what it was gonna be like and it sounds like that's exactly what Ahmaud Arbery was doing he was just jogging um, curious about what was being built around him and his, in his community and then he's chased down by these idiots who took his life from him. And it's an irreplaceable loss. I mean, his family is able to enjoy Thanksgiving, knowing that justice has been has been done, but they can't ever replace their son. Mm-hmm. Uh, that case was so much more obvious, I think, to me than certainly the Rittenhouse case. But there really, there really was no difference there. You know, there was no there was, I'm sorry, there was no similarity there between Rittenhouse and the Arbery trial. Um, they were just very different cases.
1: Yeah, and and interesting that most people don't even know about it. Um, Why was it that they wanted to demonize this young man? Even from the beginning with a lot of the footage of the Rittenhouse um, incidents, it was obvious. We knew very quickly that he didn't cross state lines, but that narrative is still being told. Uh, We saw on CNN, he unleashed what, 60 rounds? There was never, <laughs> never any evidence. Uh, and yet that was reported. That's not journalism, right? That's not it, it is outright propaganda.
0: Journalism would be investigating why it took really the the government in, in Georgia to take so long to to file this case against uh, the McMichael father son duo and the and the Roddy Bryan guy. Um, why did the district attorney in their community kind of ignore the case for a while, almost trying to make it go away because he was friends with the defendant, or because he or she, I don't recall, but was friends with the defendants. It seems to me that there's much more of a story there than what we got then out of Britain why House.
1: not talk about it why not root out ugliness where ugliness is why why and have we become a society as we wind up our program today? have we become a society that's cried wolf so many times that no one's paying attention anymore? And what does that really do to people who are disadvantaged, who do have to deal with racism, sexism? uh, Because it does happen. I've experienced sexism in in my last uh, job, uh, misogyny that was just mind-blowing. It it does happen. But in our society, when we use the race card, when we we, uh, cry wolf so many times, when we say we can't say it's looting because that's racist, we can't sort truth from fiction any longer. And we become a society that is nothing more than a sick, And, and desperate narrative, looking for victimization, looking to find a way that we can um, say, well, we're more victimized than you're victimized. What we need to get back to this Thanksgiving weekend, as we talked about with Rabbi Yitzhak Adlerstein this Thursday, is gratitude. To be thankful for where we're at, thankful for what we have. And in that gratitude, take on the challenges that are before us, being mindful that all of us are created in the image of God, no matter what our political leanings are, our failings are. We're created in the image of God, and that's deserving of respect. Understanding and acknowledging that there is a deeper story, that there is a God that we can have gratitude towards that he has a plan that sets us on the right trajectory and that's where i want to be this thanksgiving and i want to say in that gratitude i'm certainly grateful for adam rosary my dear friend and for this program where we are in a still have a modicum of freedom that we can share here in america that there really is more to the story and that truth will set us free
0: amen amen i'm so thankful for you michelle and to our listeners as well and i'm thankful for my wife my life my country i'm thankful for so much and i think gratitude is the word right it's it's a beautiful beautiful word that um frankly if we really focus on that more than not we're gonna be pretty happy people
1: it starts here i'm grateful thanks you thanks to you thanks everybody to, to adam thanks to you for listening watching or viewing god bless you for more fun go to mymichellelive.com